This is Catalog and Cocktails. Presented by Data.World. Let's go into our lightning round because we have more. So lightning round is presented by Data.World, the enterprise data catalog for the modern data stack. And I'm going to start with the first one. Okay. Is lineage one of the first use cases you should focus on around metadata? No, I, I don't think so. I, I, I don't, I, I think your use case should be more organic. If you say I, I must have lineage as a first use case, uh, maybe not. You know, I think your, your first use case should be the most impactful problem that you've not been able to solve, not the low-hanging fruit. Oh. Because usually if you do the quadrant of high value, low value, low hanging fruit, high right, more complicated, you want to find the highest value, the low hanging fruit. Yeah. I mean, if I if I go to my boss and I say, by the way, life as an independent, my boss can't fire me anymore. So <laughs> and so also, you know, if I have imposter syndrome, what do you do as a consultant? You go call a team meeting and you discuss. So when I call a team meeting, I'm usually talking to myself. So, but so so my my uh, anyway, I I've lost track of where I was. Going. <laughs> I love it. What we know now is that Sanjeev, you talk to yourself a lot. <laughs> yes. The bathroom in front of the mirror is the conference room. Right? No, just kidding. Yes. Um, all right. So all right. Next question. Ahead. So um, uh, we you know we we talked about this a lot, and actually when you came and you uh, talked at our summit. Um, and uh, we didn't get into it too much today, but around sort of adoption, adoption around sort of data tools and around metadata and things like that. And uh, my question for you is, um, will catalogs uh, eventually have more users uh, in a company than a BI tool? I think it's already starting to happen because catalog becomes, uh, catalogs are subsuming some of the BI capabilities. So this allows me to do, you know, is. It, it's not a replacement, so I, I just want to be very clear. I, I'm not going to do heavy uh, duty, drill down, drill sideways, and all of that. But if I want to visualize my data, if I want to get understanding of my data, I want to discover. Uh, I think that you know we will see a time when the catalogs will become, uh, will have more users than the BI tools. All right, I, I think that's a that's a, a vision that many people listening are really excited to to, to hear from you. So, I mean, how many uh, millions of users do you have on data data dot world? Like two million or maybe twenty? I don't know how many. One point six million, something something one, in that realm. Don't quote me on that, but yeah. yes. Yeah, and one of the reasons is because said you are cataloging and and it's easier to find a public data set through a catalog than to go directly and and try to figure out like what's the schema of this what what does this mean right mm -hmm. so so the more and more we catalog these these data sets the more it'll attract people to the catalog all right next question so you talked about the value of an integrated approach yeah will metadata remain separate or does it merge over time into the data plane, like your warehouse or ETL or, or, or your metadata engine? Or... Yeah, you know, uh, metadata becomes part of the story. And some, like Snowflake, for instance, I've never heard Snowflake talk about metadata. It's just part of their offering, you know? Uh, so uh, I that's how I see it. I, I don't I don't want metadata to be its own thing because if it becomes its own thing, then you know we are again talking about two different islands 
so it should be all it should converge I, I like that idea of it being being much more integrated and maybe thinking about your data stack and your metadata stack being kind of the same thing it's all part you right. know metadata is just another right. kind of data right exactly mm -hmm. um all right next question um so we aren't really talking a lot these days about like big data, big data, right? But remember when that was the, the, the hottest thing we could possibly be talking about every second, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, obviously today folks are really excited about various topics. Modern data stack is one of them, right? Um, 10 years from now, do you think similar to kind of big data, the sort of this hype of like modern data stack is gonna, is gonna fade? Are we gonna be talking about the modern data stack in 10 years? A hundred percent. We'll call it something else because we love inventing terms and, and names. But the, the idea is, is for big data, the way I define big data is when the amount of data you have to process exceeds your existing capacity. Whether it's a mental capacity or physical or, or resource infrastructure, it doesn't matter. That's big data. And that is modern data stack. You know, 10 years, 15 years from now, we'll be solving the same problem, but we'll have a, a, a more flowery term to, to call it. <laughs> I really hope that we're not solving the same problem in 10 years from now. Yes. Yeah. But I'm afraid I wouldn't bet on it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go to our, our, our next segment here. If you remember, it's the Mesh Minute. So one minute to rant pontificate about data mesh, whatever you want. Ready, set, go. All right. Stop me. Okay, great. So data, data mesh conceptually is excellent. I, I'm a big fan of, of data mesh, but I've spoken to a number of people who have implemented data mesh. They are saying amazing things about what they've done, except when you start listening to them, you go, wait, so everybody is on the same infrastructure? What happened to self-service data infrastructure? They're like, no, 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 we don't believe in that. So, so I, I think that, uh, like today, by the way, I attended a session uh, on data mesh by a vendor, and to them, data mesh is an HTAP database, operational and analytical, with the BI and, and data science use cases on top through data federation. That is how they define data mesh. So data mesh is, is a term that is just, there is no, uh, no clear definition. Uh, what Jamak has defined is great. I, I'm a huge fan of, of what she's done, uh, but, uh, Execution is, is going to be a problem. All right. Mm. I like that. Execution is going to be a problem and not surprising. But yeah. And and uh, and not everybody who claims to be implementing a mesh is has truly embraced the principles exactly as they've been defined. And Correct. Yeah. maybe maybe that's because they should and maybe it's because they shouldn't. <laughs> right. So. All right. Tim. T, 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 Tim, take us away with your takeaways. Oh, my goodness. So many good notes here, Sanjeev. Thank you for the conversation today. So um, I'll start by saying that um, you did a great job kind of posing what some of the, the problem and the situation is that we have today in, in the data space uh, and how we talk about the data space. And you, you mentioned that there's a lot of micro segmentation going on, right? Mm -hmm. Every layer is getting split up into lots of boxes and you've got 20 vendors all raising their hands saying, I'm in that box. I'm in that box. Maybe I'm in multiple boxes, right? So we got, you know, we get we end up with the Matt Turk uh, uh, landscape yes. view, right? With the millions of boxes Imagine. and millions of logos, right? Yeah. Uh, and you get things like, uh, oh, you know, reverse detail, operational analytics, data activation. Every vendor, not only are they trying to figure out what box they sit in, because that's valuable, 
they also want to break out of the box because breaking out of the box is valuable too. So, um, you know, there's a lot of things going on there. And ultimately, it all comes back to, you mentioned customer value, customer problems. What are the problems that they are facing? They want to make the right solutions that solve their problems uh, and be future proof and not just kind of follow wherever the wind is blowing. Right. So I think that's an important takeaway for for folks listening to this. Right. Despite all the jargon, don't get caught up in that. Right. Just listen to values and, and to vendors that are listening, you know, uh, be customer centric. Right. Yeah. Um, start with the big picture um, and then start small with your actions. Uh, I think that's a nice kind of uh, dichotomy there. Um, and uh, we asked you about what is your the, the Sanjeev modern data stack? Right. Um, and uh, you had mentioned that, yeah, there's these building blocks like five trans DBT, Snowflake, et cetera. Um, but also, if you look bigger, right, it's also things like your operational database. It's things like your SaaS tools and things like that. A lot of the data is actually originating there. Um, and, um, you know, you should include this kind of operational layer in your way of looking at your data stack uh, because, you know, you've got problems to solve. It doesn't matter if it doesn't neatly fit into these modern data stack buckets. A lot of those SaaS tools are creating the data that you need Correct. in order to do your job, in order to, to understand what your business is doing. And if you care about things like quality and advanced analytics and ML and AI and things like that, it relies on the data that's in those operational systems in addition to what's in your analytical systems. Right. Uh, so I thought that was really valuable. You talked about data producers, data enablers and data consumers. And you talked about two options that you might want to do to approach your modern data stack. One is more like best of breed and then integrate them together. The other one being a more integrated solution where you buy sort of a platform or a suite either way. The different use cases, the different forms where information is going to be collected and sort of where metadata might be coming out of, those things better be able to work together, better be integrated, right? Yep. Um, Juan, what about you? Wow, we got so much stuff here. Um, metadata. We talk so much about metadata, and uh, apparently you never met a data you didn't like, right? <laughs> you got to get that t-shirt. I never met a data I didn't like. Uh Metadata is the glue. And I really love this, right? Because I think it, it, it truly is something that when you zoom out, it's like it's all over the place. Everything's emitted and everything, and it goes back to it, right? So, I mean, with without the metadata accommodated, it's so hard to have understand what's really going on. And, and I, I like your position is that metadata should be the master. It should be the, the, the leader that drives the security, the privacy, the yeah. access, the transformation, right? That they're the right metadata is a driver for this. Um, and like how, how big of a driver, like we're all talking about moving to the cloud and that's going to be the panacea for cost reduction. But now we actually go in and we're like actually paying more because we moved to the cloud. And why is that? Who are, how do we explain that? Metadata is the answer to that. Right. Mm -hmm. So and we also talked about reasons why metadata and a graph can be very effective, right. To analyze, analyze the relationships, the centrality, all these things. So looking at the metadata management problem as a graph, you'd be able to bring in all these other techniques about graph analytics. Um, Talking about catalogs, right? Catalog and cocktails, right? Talking about data catalogs and how they can come up in different shapes, right? I really love yeah. how you say that it's invisible, it's headless, right? It can be a bot and automation, but we also had this good discussion. It's not just that, right? There can also be the marketplace, right? The way you search, and it depends on the experience of the user and the use case too. Um, but it's important to, to, to acknowledge that metadata is, is just a means to an end, right? It provides all that context. And, and finally, I, I, I really, I'm glad that you are, are, are kind of on board with the vision that I personally have here is that metadata is not just the technical. And, and when we think about business metadata, it's about the questions people have and who's having them, the context, right? The hypotheses, the, the, the decisions, right? People process context uh, 
that's like a knowledge, the knowledge first world that I'm talking about. Uh, we live in changing times. No one is an expert. So actually, let's be very cautious when people say they're an expert. And how do you deal with this? Like, honestly, just got to go try these things out. You got to be experiment. Be very curious about it. Uh, and then finally, I love your, your final personal advice that you shared with everybody here about you being an independent analyst, being an independent role right now. You, I love this. You wake up with two things, a blank slate and a good sense of panic. And mm -hmm. uh, this notion of being an imposter, having imposter syndrome, go get it. If you're not having imposter syndrome, go get it. Get out of your comfort zone. Um, Sanjeev, how did we do? Amazing. I, this is the best part when you bring it all together. When I listen to your podcast, I'm like, oh, great. This is this is a summary, the summary section of a document. So that was amazing. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you. So throw it back to you. We got three quick questions. One, yeah. what's your advice? Two, who should we invite next? And three, what are the resources that you follow? Who who do you follow? What blogs or what events do you go to? What are the podcasts you listen to? Okay, so uh, if I start from the end, uh, I, I listen, you know, uh, to a, a lot of podcasts. You know, uh, basically from all, like analytics, engineering podcast. Uh, you know, this Monday morning data chat. So so I I that's how I I keep up to date. You know, I, I'm listening to people. Uh, who has spent a lot of time in the space uh, reading a lot of blogs. Uh, every week I see, you know, the, people will send an email, some of the, the influencers. Here are the most common blogs. Like Ben Stansel does an amazing job uh, every week. You know, I, it just amazes me. I wish I had uh, his expertise of writing. Uh, so, so that's how I keep up to date. Uh, as far as inviting somebody, uh, I just, I didn't come thinking who would be a good person. But since I talked quite a bit about observability, if you haven't, uh, you know, had a lot of people from observability in your show, I would say there's one company that I think is doing it really well. It's Axel Data and Rohit Chaudhary is an ex-Hortonworks guy who's been in this space forever. I think he might be a good addition uh, on your show. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for that. And then for the advice, I'm going to add your advice there, which is uh, go get imposter syndrome. Yes. Perfect. Love it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> next you. week, we are going to be in Snowflake Summit live. I will be there. Tim will be here in Austin. I will be in Vegas. And actually, our guest is going to be Peter Kapoor from Waste Management. Mm -hmm. And Peter's also a fantastic uh, speaker and just has uh, – uh, he's another honest, no BS guy who talks about – we're going to talk about the extracting value out of data. Um, and with that, always thanks to data.world, the enterprise data catalog for the modern data stack for supporting us to let us do catalog cocktails every Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And thank you, Sanjeev. We appreciate you so much for all this yeah. amazing input, advice, just and great puns. I love all this stuff. We have so much uh, <laughs> great uh, comedic action today, too. Yeah. <laughs> You guys are responsible for it, you know. Like, don't push me. You know. <laughs> no, we'll we'll push you too. You've been awesome, Sanjeev. We're here to entertain and educate. So, <laughs> okay. cheers, 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 Sanjeev. See you. Bye. <laughs>